In this episode of That One Thing, let's look at what resolution means and what is that one thing that they will commit this year and onwards. Hey guys! Hi Kim! Welcome back to our podcast. Hello! We are back for our TOT episode 2. Yes, and in our first episode, we looked back and did a recap of that one thing that happened last year. We shared some activities we did while adjusting to the new normal. It reminded us to trust the process, turn the mess into a message, and carry that attitude of gratitude. Yep, but enough of 2020. We are so over it for sure. If that year was the year of storm, let this be the year of sunshine and rainbows, full of new opportunities and new beginnings. But Rose, you know what's funny is that we know that nothing magically changes the minute the calendar switches over. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the start of the year that energizes us and calls us to see the world in a different light. Yes, that is why that one thing we want to go over this week is that controversial topic we hear or we set every new year for ourselves. That one resolution. Hmm, resolutions. Well, I googled New Year's resolution and saw 522 million articles and stories about it. I think the writers, coaches, and lifestyle gurus are advocating the need to, you know, make resolutions and offer all kinds of ways to keep us on track. It sounds like a big thing. But I know off the record, I was asking you earlier what you think of resolutions. And I'm kind of confused. How is it different from goals? Mm, The best way I can define resolution is it's about what you want to change in any aspect of your life. It's a transformation. A goal on the other hand, is more of detailed action plans with a specific timeline. To be honest, Kim, I'm not a believer of resolutions. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you were. Because you seem to have that get fit and healthier resolution last year. I remember you were exercising and doing cardio regularly. Oh, I wasn't sure that considered to be a resolution. I started the journey in November of 2019 and not the new year of 2020. So the only thing I had in mind back then was to lose weight. And the idea of it didn't happen that same year. So would you still consider that as resolution? And have you ever had resolutions? Hmm, that made me wonder. In complete honesty, there are two things I realized when you were asking me that question. One is, what's more breakable than a New Year's resolution? Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like there's a lack of foundation, meaning, and personal relevance for me. Well, that's for me. Mm-hmm. And second, 
I don't fully understand what resolution means. That's why I was asking you that question. How is it different from goals? Mm-hmm. And with that question in my head, I looked up on what's the difference as well. Because I want to figure it out. And what did you find out? Sort of the same definition that you said. You know, um, resolution is a promise that you make for yourself. It's more of a wish that you want and hope. There is something in resolution that should change. A change that requires, you know, a change in undesired trait and behavior or otherwise improve your life. For an instance, the most common resolution I hear from people that I know is live a healthier life. Mm -hmm. Stay fit. Stop smoking or drink less alcohol. In those examples, it's more qualitative, generic, vague, and immediate. It's like, mm-hmm. I need to do this now, or tomorrow, I'll stop everything, or, or mm-hmm. I'll need to do this within the year. For your goals, um, they are more quantitative, specific, time-bound, and measurable, as you said. You know, smart goals. <laughs> But are you saying, Kim, um, you are against the concept of New Year's resolution? Because I myself was not aware I was doing it until you mentioned it. Um, not a fan. <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. tell you why I feel the other way about resolutions. I've read some research um, yep. and there was one written 2002 about success predictors, change processes, and self-reported outcomes of New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. The research shows that 46% of people do keep their resolutions for at least six months, and 8% keep them for the entire year. So, good job for the people who did it. Yeah. There is another research around 2017 from Stanford University Graduate School of Education, they said that more than 40% of Americans who made New Year's resolutions abandoned them in a matter of weeks. Mm -hmm. And that number rises to 90% by end of the year. So it means that there are 10% who kind of finished or accomplished their resolutions. Mm -hmm. And then another, and this is the last of those um, things that I've read over the last few days. From University of Scantron, Journal of Clinical Psychology, this was published 2018, 92% of New Year's resolutions fail. These experiments were done in different times and different groups, but they're all telling us that there's a high percentage for resolutions to fail <laughs> wow, Kim, you did your research, but those numbers surprised me. I'm proud to say I am part of the 90 to 92% who failed. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a resolution and I'm pretending I did. <laughs> well, so now I'm thinking if I should count myself in on that percentage because I was wondering why. Many people failed, including you, in achieving those (laughs) resolutions. But yeah, as you've mentioned, you didn't create a resolution at all. I think for me, you were simply not an advocate of resolutions, I would say. So that made me question more why you think you failed in the process. 
I think we fail because for the 92% of folks, <laughs> we base our resolution on what we think we should be doing rather than what we want and what we need to be doing. And that's because, you know, the annual resolution ritual is based on a misguided notion that people can change overnight as mm-hmm. long as they have the willpower. But it's not. There are a lot of things to factor in. External obstacles that are really, I guess, the major culprits of this. And a change could happen anytime. Example, if my resolution is I will exercise more, mm-hmm. but my work suddenly demands me a lot and become all-consuming, I won't be able to achieve my resolution. Or I will stop smoking, but where I work, everyone is smoking during their breaks. And Mm. no matter how strong my willpower and self-control is, those factors can play a huge role on how I can successfully achieve my resolution. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, A factor could be in terms of maintaining your resolution is to use your environment and creative ways to support you because making resolutions work involves changing behaviors. And that's hard. I mean, to change a behavior, you have to change your thinking. You have to rewire your brain. Mm -hmm. In the same research that I was looking into, there was a snippet about a neuroscience research that shows the brain works in a protective way. We are resistant to change. Therefore, any resolution that requires substantial behavioral change or a thinking pattern change will automatically be resisted. Mm-hmm. Our brains are wired to seek positive rewards and avoid pain or discomfort, including fear. So when there's a fear of failure in making all those resolutions work and it creeps into our mind, it becomes a demotivator. We get demotivated. And then we go back, you know, to our desired known comfortable behavior and thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that's one reason why our resolutions fail. But for me... Why wait all year to decide on one or two things that you want to stop doing or want to do and then know fully well that you're not really committed to following through with that resolution anyway? Mm -hmm. Well, what you've shared, those are really interesting, but I want to challenge the idea you pointed out on commitment and follow through. Well, when I began that fitness journey, I didn't have a goal in mind. But what was important for me back then was to lose weight. I didn't care how much as long as I see a decrease on the scale. So in March of 2020, I decided to set a goal which was to reach 50 kilograms from 68 kilograms at the end of 2020. And as of the moment, my weight is at 57 kilograms. So would you say I was committed already or... Do you think the goal matters to say that I'm really committed? Only you can answer that, Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll throw back the question to you. What's your level of commitment? Because you said when you started, what's important for you is to lose weight, nothing yes. specific. Mm-hmm. So if you lose a pound, I can say you are committed. But 
when you change what's important to you and what you pledge for and you put numbers to it, then everything changes. Ah, I get what you're saying now. So the journey I had was like, you know, a resolution goal, resolution flow type of thing. And I know for a fact that resolution is something that I want to change. And I plan it out without the goal. So when the pandemic happened, I set a number that I have to reach before 2020 ends. And we both know <laughs> I didn't succeed in hitting that number. So I'm asking myself why. And probably it's because something has changed. And I thought everything will be back to normal. And I wanted to show everyone that anything can happen in the span of a year. That's why it's called resolution but when there were rumors of extending the work from home setup i said uy matagal pa and there's <laughs> more time to stay fit you know so because of that i paused i mean i literally paused but of course i didn't stop and for me i think that reason gave me an extra time to work on that resolution so mm-hmm. yeah but with what you're saying rose would you say that resolution works for you i'm having second thoughts now Kim. (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong i guess but for it to work i need to stay focused on the timeline i set in the beginning whatever happens so another thing to add is the proper motivation to keep me going losing weight is really difficult i You need to be consistent. I need to be consistent. I remember someone told me that sustaining something in life is the hardest thing. And it is. So I have to face, you know, those shortness of breath and muscle soreness every time I do the workout. And it's draining. (laughs) Hard work pays off. (laughs) And the truth is, you know, there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. Whatever works for you, works for you. So if you set a resolution or if you set a goal and it works, then that's fine. I feel mm-hmm. like this conversation with debunk the myths of resolution or myths about resolution. But going back to the main, main question <laughs> on yeah. what is that one thing that we will commit to doing this year? What is it for you, Rose? Um, I think in addition to the healthy fit choices goal, I decided to save and invest more this year because, you know, my greatest fear last year, which made me anxious the whole time, was that HMO benefit for my parents will soon end. I am not prepared really because health is wealth and that's what I've learned from 2020. And so this year, I want to focus on that emergency fund for my parents to Mm -hmm. cover any health or medical concerns in the future. And so, yeah, what about you, Kim? Well, that's so sweet of you to think about your parents um, and their health benefits. But what about me? Okay, since I'm not sold with resolutions, I'll just have a new maxim added in my list this year. And onwards. Kill me for not following that one resolution. (laughs) Oh no, Kim. I'm gonna kill you. But for the benefit of our listeners and of course me, I want to know what's a maxim? 
Maxim is a principle or a rule of conduct that you follow. To simply explain it, it's something to help you shape your thinking and it must be at least have an emotional resonance to you so it can help you drive that behavior or help you do it. I'm sure you've heard me say this at the office. I'll give you an example of Maxim that I lived <laughs> in the past years. Less is more. Less yeah. is more. I always say this to you guys. And the less is more principle helped me a lot. Let me provide you know more detailed example for this. First, in terms of my buying behavior, I become more thoughtful consumer. Mm-hmm. Less is more means less stuff means more space. Less mm-hmm. spending means more savings and more investment. I choose quality over quantity, which drives my minimalistic approach to things. If you put it on a different aspect or in other ways other than buying decisions, it also means for me, I stop majoring in minor things and I'm more ruthless to the things that I that don't matter. Mm-hmm. When people are asking about my time, I am more careful and deliberate in understanding what is it for. Mm-hmm. I haven't perfected this, but I'm practicing also saying no. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then for certain situations, like I am about to worry of something or a situation, mm-hmm. I try to find a solution or a way to deal with it. So I reframe my mindset and say to myself, less worry means more freedom and peace. If we put it in the aspect of health and wellness, I'd say less sugar, less junk food means healthier food or healthier lifestyle. And then just one more example, let's say finding more focus and what I'm doing for the past year is less social media means more time to spend with my family, more time to work, more time to learn, more time to read, more time to listen to a worthwhile podcast like that one thing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, self-proclaimed. But you get what I'm saying. Does that yeah. make sense in terms of what Maxine is? <clears throat> yes, it does, Kim. Actually, I already had something in mind so the one I shared a while ago it kind of related to a maxim that sustaining something in life is the hardest thing yep so you can use that phrase or code to reshape the way you think on certain things or in certain Mm -hmm. situations so going back to that not so resolution but rather maxim that I'd like to embrace now what you put in is what you get out. That's the maxim that I will add in to this year. Because mm. I believe nothing worthwhile comes easily. Nothing great can be achieved quickly and effortlessly. So if we don't put in the time, the effort, our mindfulness, thoughtfulness, and hard work, then we don't get the results that we'd want. Whether... That be related to business, health, or relationships. Mm-hmm. If we want to thrive in life and we want to succeed, we will have to put more into it than most of other people. As a great Thomas Edison once said, and I will always remember this, 1% inspiration and 99% 
perspiration. <laughs> yes. So your one thing is to hustle. And I think my one thing is to save and invest more. So investing and hustling more correlates to our podcast. Yep. And mm-hmm. as part of our commitment, Kim, to our listeners, that one thing that we agree to commit together this year is to be consistent and intentional with our podcast. Consistent means we need to release new episodes every other Friday and not miss that. Intentional means to be more mindful of what content we put that would help and inspire our listeners and work our ass off (laughs) on improving this further. Yes, and I guess we're sharing this commitment in our episode because we want to make sure to keep our commitment straight in front of everyone and so that we can accomplish them. But how are we going to do that? You know, Rose, how I am for systems and processes. So we created, just to share with everyone, we created a project management tool and calendar of reminders. And we also agreed on specific day and time for us to meet in advance to discuss the topics that we have in mind and read through the feedback and suggestions before recording our episodes. Basically, we need to know, you know, who does what and play with our strengths and find growth opportunities. And we can get to... Make sure that this commitment is forever going because the list can go on, you know. Yes, and you'll have my 100% commit, Kim. (laughs) So, yeah, I think my takeaway for this episode is whatever our resolutions, goals, our plans, let's all become a better version of ourselves. And... Kim, follow-through is vital to all make these work. We need to get to the bottom of it in our next episode. And we want to hear from our listeners too. We need your thoughts to serve you better. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. (laughs) Yes. Tell us your thoughts. What is that one thing that you'll commit this year? Thanks for listening to That One Thing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and follow our social media account at That One Thing PH. You can also leave a message or ask a question on the link in the description. Be sure to tune in every other Friday for new episodes. Mm-hmm.